Welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast. My name is Jake Eichert, and I am the Community Groups and Creative Director at Mission City Church, as well as the host of this podcast. Each week, you can find full-length sermons, five-minute sermon breakdowns, and inspiring conversations with guests about discipleship, current events, local outreach, and more. Our mission as a church is to make Jesus known, and we pray that this podcast does just that for you. If it does, please subscribe and share. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Mission City Church Podcast. What's up, everybody? Are we doing all right? Good. We turned me down even a smidge more. Sorry. Uh, cool. Well, uh, if you're if you're first time here, my name's Russell. I'm the lead pastor at Mission City. Glad you guys are here today. Uh, we're in the third week uh, of our series called Upward Call, where we're exploring Ephesians chapter four, one through sixteen. Uh, today, we're only looking at two verses today because we're going to be focusing uh, specifically on uh, spiritual gifts. I also currently don't have my notes up on my iPad, so just give me one second. That's bad preparation on my part. That's not even close. Hold on one second. Well, I'm, this is embarrassing. Is anyone else embarrassed for me? <laughs> I feel fine. Sorry. I'm good. Here we go. I was, never mind. Okay, here we go. So, uh, to give you a quick recap uh, of where we've been, if you haven't been here in a while. Uh, so, we've been talking in Ephesians chapter 4, and he opens up with this idea that, that God, uh, Paul is encouraging the church at Ephesus to live a life worthy of their call, and so uh, that God has called them to. And so, the really basic understanding as we build off of some ideas for this service, uh, you have the next slide, uh, Samuel is that God partners with his church to fulfill his mission in, in the world. So if, you, uh, if you're a part of the church, if you're a follower of Jesus, you're a part of the church, and that God has chosen the instrument of the church to fulfill his mission in the world, to make himself known. Uh, and so in this call, his call to us as followers of Jesus, is the next slide, is this upward call that he opens up with at the beginning of Ephesians 4 is uh, for us to, is allegiance to Jesus and his mission in the world. Complete and utter allegiance and loyalty to Jesus and his mission in the world. It's not just about being good little boys and girls and getting the, doing all the things right. That's great. Like we want to do the things and practice the way of Jesus in our lives. But also this is that we want to be a part of the work that God is doing in his mission in this world as well. And so to fulfill fill this, to complete this task that God has given us to, to make himself known into the world and also to extend uh, his kingdom in this world is that God equips his church with gifts. Uh, his, sorry, I, I should read my, line, my slides. God equips his church for his mission by giving spiritual gifts. And so Ephesians 4 uh, is going to talk about specific gifts today. Uh, last week, we kind of highlighted all of the different spiritual gifts. Uh, they're found in 1 Corinthians 12 and also in Romans 12 as well. But today, we're going to be highlighting and focusing on just the gifts that appear uh, in Ephesians chapter 4, which I would call them the office gifts as well. Um, now, will you put that little chart up as well for me? Do you mind the little uh, the X and Y axis? that we've been talking about each week? Yeah, so one of the big things that we've been talking about since we started this series is for this to happen, for us to participate in God's mission, it's going to require for each of us to grow spiritually. 
We're all, we all need to continue to grow spiritually. Uh, Paul, in this, he, he's making the case, and, and other uh, New Testament writers will make the case, that, that every member of the body, every member of the church, is a part of the mission of God, and it has a, their own ministry that God is calling them to. And so we in the, in the Western church, a lot of times, is like church uh, is designated for the professional pastors, and then therefore those people do the ministry, and I just participate, and I just show up to the church. And that's really not how it was intended. It's that the, the, the every person, every bu- member of the church is a part of the body and has a role in this ministry. You have a role in this. You have a part to play in this as well. And so to do that, to fulfill that role, we need to grow into more spiritual maturity. That's just, that's, that's the encouragement to you. And so whatever your next step is uh, to, to grow, I, we are challenging you to take that. And, and we want to be, uh, as you're look at this chart, we want to be the empowered church, uh, not just the apathetic church or the legalistic church or the comfortable church. We want to be the empowered church. And so this is, this is, uh, this is stolen from uh, a workplace idea where you have a high support, high challenge work environment and encourages you to get the best results. I've taken it and adapted it to the church environment because we've all, we, we, maybe we've been experienced this before, but a low challenge low support church environment or ministry environment is the apathetic environment. It's the environment where you just show up to check the box and there's really not vision. It's more cultural or it's just more just just what we do and we really don't care. And, it's, and we just move on, and we did our thing on Sunday, and then we go eat lunch, and then we start you know, doing our meal planning and really like, focusing on what we really care about, the apathetic church. The legalistic church is you get a lot of mission, you get a lot of challenge, you get a lot of this is what you're supposed to do, this is how we are supposed to live, this is, what we're, this, this is the way, if you will, but there's not a lot of support, and there's a lot of guilt, and there's a lot of uh, just, you just feel bad all the time because you're never good enough, and you're always trying to achieve, and you never end up making it. The comfortable church is, the, the, uh, is grace on grace on grace on grace church, which is uh, the, the church that you feel so much love and support, but you, but you never get the push or the kick in the behind, if you will, to fulfill the mission of God. <laughs> and uh, honestly, like if you said, uh, I've said this every week, but where we would default is we would probably default in the comfortable church. Like that would be the lens. You have to fight to be the empowered church. And so we love support. We focus on community here. But you know what? We could probably kick you in the behind a few more times, if you know what I'm saying. And then the Empowered Church is, again, it's this high support but high challenge where you, you see the target, you know the target, and you're being pushed and driven to that target as well. And so the, the hope from this series and the hope of this is that we would uh, today is that you would learn the spiritual gift specifically from these five in Ephesians 4 that God has gifted you. You don't get to pick it. It's been given to you that, that, that he's given you to fulfill a specific mission that God has for you as well. Now, um, I've been re-watching the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, Jake Lowkey didn't throw me under the bus a couple weeks ago, but that was me. I was watching the Mission Impossible movies. Anyone just love Mission Impossible movies? Yeah, they're, they're okay. Um, I, 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 if you love them, sorry, George. <laughs> I personally uh, think, and if you know me well, you know I love Fast and the Furious movies. Um, 
And I personally think that the Mission Impossible movies could have taken a playbook uh, out of the Fast and Furious movies because they, they, they really didn't recast like the, the, the main core until like uh, four, I don't think. And I really think the reason, the, what, what Fast and Furious movies do really, really well is they have the same like five to seven people and you don't have to love all of them but like, it's family. Like, that's what, that's what they get right, right? Like, it's family. And at the end of the movie, you know they're going to sit around a table and someone's going to be grilling and then someone's going to get made fun of for grabbing the chicken first and they have to pray, right? If you've ever seen those movies. But they, they really, they, Mission Impossible, like, they're starting to get that. But like, by, by movie four, like, I'm just in love with all of the characters in Fast and Furious. And I, I wasn't with, with uh, Mission Impossible. But for this point, every Mission Impossible movie does have one line that, that, that you might remember, right? That where he gets, he's on the side of a cliff and they shoot a rocket at him and he opens up these glasses and it says, your mission, Ethan Hunt, if you what? If you choose to accept it. Uh, and, and, uh, and then they go into the mission on how he can save the world or something, right? But this, is, this, this concept is that God offers the same thing to you, that, that he says, hey, you have a mission in this world, and it's not just designated to me or to Jake or to some of our team. It's designated to all believers, your mission, if you choose to accept it. And God has given you gifts to complete this mission uh, in the world. And so these four, or these five, excuse me, are, uh, it's, it's called the apest for short. Everyone say apest. I am not a pest, but it's okay. So, uh, and uh, it's the, there's, there's five. So it's apostles, prophets, evangelists, and teachers. Or excuse me, that's four. Shepherds and teachers. And uh, I was, you know, I had this grand idea, and I was going to say, and so we're going to talk and look at office gifts this week. And if you've been around me long enough, you know I have enunciation issues, if you listen to me talk. And I was going to show, show that picture up here. I was going to show office gifts but I didn't do it in time. And so instead of having a GIF, I got a still picture when I uploaded on the thing. <laughs> so, and then if you know me even more, you realize I've never actually watched The Office. And you can boo me, that's okay. I've tried, I've tried. I've given it my, sh- my best shot three or four different times. And, and so anyway, I was gonna do little office gifts. We're not talking about this office gifts. We're talking about the office gifts that are found in Ephesians chapter four. So if you love The Office and I'm disappointing you right now, I'm sorry. Maybe I'll give it another shot in a couple of years. So, but, all right, these are these five gifts. And, and, and really, um, there's, different, there's different views on these, of course. But, but um, these five gifts, if, if, they're, if they're exercised in the church and they're seen in the church, then the church can completely, uh, completely benefits uh, in general. So let's, let's go back to that. The, go to the next slide. Go to the verse, please. So Ephesians chapter 4, 11 and 12. So he says this, and he, gave the, uh, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers. And this is what he gave them for, verse 12. This is, this is why this matters. He gave them to equip the saints for the work of the ministry for building up the body of Christ. And so he gave them to equip the believers, not just the pastors. He gave them to equip all believers for the work of the ministry and to build up the body of Christ. So there is a, an external, I would say, the, the outreach side of it is the work of the ministry. There's ministry done outside of the walls of the church that God uses these five gifts for uh, to, 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 to make his name known and for his good news, his gospel to go forth. And then also there's work and ministry that is done inside the church that is built up by these five gifts. And these five gifts work together as well. And so uh, if you think about a sports analogy, the be- genuinely the best team 
teams are the most fun teams to watch for me are the ones that are actually teams, the people that know their roles, they play their roles, and they trust each other to do the same. Any basketball fans? Anyone like basketball here? We got one. I like it. Cool. Uh, uh, Traditional basketball, there's five positions, right? There's a point guard, a shooting guard, a small forward, a power forward, and a center. And these, these different positions require uh, different skill sets, different sizes, different frames. And when these things really, when you have a team that really jives together and they really work really well together, uh, they typically succeed pretty, pretty well uh, in the game of basketball as well. But they have to know their roles. And also, it's awful to watch um, it's awful to watch someone try to play in a role that is not comfortable for them. They end up getting beat uh, by the other team. So, so as we look at this, the goal for today, the, the, the genuine goal for today is for you to be exposed to these five, uh, these five offices or these five roles in the church. And then for you, uh, homework, if you don't already know what your role is, is for you to figure out what your uh, one of these are. Typically, you have one and maybe a secondary gifting as well out of these. Uh, but for you to go and figure out what it is, because going forward, if, it would be ideal if you begin operating in one of these five giftings as you participate at Mission City uh, and in the church, so that God will uh, use this gifting for the ministry that he's called you to, your mission if you choose to accept it, and also he will build up his body, his church as well. So we're going to get into these as well. So what exactly are these? An apostle, uh, we're, here's the definition right here. Uh, honestly, the, the last three should be pretty straightforward. The first two might be a little, you know, uh, just, just new to you. So apostles, they extend the gospel as the sent ones. That's what, that's what a- apostle means. It just means sent one. Sent one is, is what it means. They ensure that the faith is transmitted from one context to another and from one generation to the next. They're always thinking about future bridge barriers, establishing the church in the con- new t- context, developing leaders, networking, uh, tr- translogical. Tra- tra- I cannot say that word right now. Translogically, yes. Yeah. Wait, wait, sorry. Someone say it for me. Translocally. Good Lord. Why would you put a hyphen there? <laughs> yes. I told people before we had a meeting, I was in a weird mood. And you're, enjoy. Thank you. I apologize. Yes, if you focus solely on initiating new ideas and rapid expansion, you can leave people and organizations wounded. The shepherding and teaching functions are needed to ensure people are cared for rather than simply used. So what you're going to notice is it's going to give you a definition, and it's going it's to talk about their strength. But if everyone in the church was, was an, an apostle, every, the, uh, anyone coming into the church would be left behind. And so it's necessary to have apostles because they're, they're, they're paving the way forward. Um, they're the entrepreneurs of the church. They're, they're, they're going out, they're, they're going forward as well. But you need the shepherds and teachers to complement them as well. Uh, and so and maybe, that, maybe you're, you're, you're minded that way. You're always thinking of the next thing, the next phase that we need to go to, that we need to go over here and we need to take that hill. And then after we do that, we need to move on and go take that hill. We need to keep moving forward. Next one is, is the uh, prophets. Now, we'll, I will say this. We're not saying like, you're a prophet like thus says the Lord prophet, just to clarify, right? So if you get the prophet gift and you're going to start going around to people saying, I have the prophetic gift, and so I, I, every word I say now is law. That is not what we're saying if you have the prophetic gift. Uh, you have this role in the church, and so prophets know God's will. They're particularly attuned to God 
uh, and his truth for today. They bring correction and challenge the dominant assumptions we inherit uh, from the culture. They insist that the community obey what God has commanded. They question the status quo. And without the other types of leaders in place, prophets can, can become uh, belligerent activists or paradoxical, disengage from the imperfection of reality and become otherworldly. And so this is a really important gift, and, uh, and, and, and I believe that we have some of these people in the church. Uh, again, these are the, these first two. They're just language that we don't use. And the reason I want to introduce them to you, too, is in, in, in our, the church, especially in the 21st century or in, in my lifetime, late 20th, early 21st century, we have focused on the last two, the shepherd-teacher role in the church and maybe the evangelist, and that we have forgotten about these other two roles in the church and how they, and they're necessary for the church. You need someone like a prophet in your church to say, hey, does that really line up with God's heart? Does that really line up with, with, with God's will in the church today? Does that, really, does that really do that? Or someone to help you uh, sit and discern uh, what God is doing and his heart for you and your future in a certain situation as well. So really necessary gift. So the next one, evangelists. Uh, we might be familiar with this. Uh, these are the recruiters. Uh, these infectious communicators of the gospel message recruit others to the cause. They call for a personal response to God's redemption in Christ and also draw believers to engage the wider mission, growing the church. Evangelists can be so focused on reaching those outside the church that maturing and strengthening those inside is neglected. The, the evangelist is the person that shares the gospel with every single person that they know. They share the good news. And then once that person has come to faith, they drop them off at the church's doorstep and they leave them like an orphan baby and they move on to the next. Not in a mean way, like it's necessary. But they're like, all right, sweet, you know Jesus, I'm out. Let's go to the next person. I'm on, I'm moving on. All right, so then you have your uh, shepherd. This also in other translations will be quoted, uh, quoted as pastors. Uh, I will say also there is some manuscripts that have the the next two connected together where there is one word, shepherd teachers. Uh, if you want to associate them together, you can. I think there's benefit in separating the two out because I think they're, they're two different roles. Uh, and so shepherds nurture and protect. They, they're, they're caregivers of the community. They focus on the protection and spiritual maturity of God's flock. Cultivating a loving and spiritual, spiritual, mature network of relationships, making and developing disciples. Shepherds can value stability to the detriment of the mission. They may also foster an unhealthy dependence between the church and themselves. And so, uh, again, these are the people that care for the people in the church. They, they kind of nurture new believers and kind of show them the way as well. And then the final one is teachers. Uh, they understand and explain uh, uh, communicators of God's truth and wisdom. They help others remain biblically grounded to, uh, to better discern God's will, guiding others towards wisdom, helping the community remain faithful to Christ's word and constructing a transferable doctrine. Without the, the input of the other functions, teachers can fall into dogmatism or, or dry intellectualism. They may fail to see the personal and missional aspects of the church's ministry as well. And so these are the five. Now, how do all of these work together for, for equipping the saints for the work of the ministry and building the church? I don't know if you've noticed, but I've had a baby doll with me up here the entire time. Anyone notice what the baby doll's for? Anyone just miss it? It's been on my table the whole time. 
It's been with me all day. This is not my baby doll. This is my daughter's baby doll. And Maisie said I could borrow it today. So the only uh, caveat was I had, it's supposed to be a crown, but it doesn't fit on her head, or at least I can't get it to. And so now it's become a necklace. And so it has to be on her. So this is this is uh, Maisie's baby doll. Does it, this, this, this one doesn't even have a name, does it? Yeah, this is the unnamed child. <laughs> so, anyway, so, but, uh, so what, what uh, I, was, I was hoping she would actually give me a baby because we have a lot of unicorns at our house, and uh, I thought she was going to give me her unicorn, Lila, but she was holding that one today. So, we got the baby. So how does this all work together? So first, first in, in the context of a church, uh, the first person, uh, someone that does not follow Jesus is going to come into contact with is going to be an evangelist, more, more than likely, right? Someone that's going to share the good news. And, and if you want to, like, if you're like, those are great definitions, Russell. Uh, I, I've tried to really simplify these. This won't be on the screen. But evangelists help people know. They help people know the good news. If you want to write that down evangelists help people know. And so when they come in contact with someone that doesn't know Jesus, I'm going to help you know. I'm going I'm to invite you to church. I'm going to invite you to my community group. I'm going to have spiritual conversations with you. I don't know why she's falling down like that, but just, it's okay. Uh, I'm going to help, I, I, I'm going to share the good news with you. And then, uh, and that, that, that's, that's what I'm going to do. And I want you to know that Jesus loves you and that he died on the cross for your sins and, and whoever believes in him will not perish. And I want you to know that Jesus resurrected from the, the dead and that, 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 that he offers new life found in him. I'm going to tell you all the good stuff about that, all right? And then one day, baby uh, believes. And she is now not just a follower of Jesus. Or she's not a not, excuse me. She's not an unbeliever. She is a believer who loves and follows Jesus. And the evangelist, like I said earlier, is now finished with her and drops her off on the doorstep of the church because I have to go and move on. And I'm not saying that like in an aggressive way. I'm saying we need the evangelist to go evangelize. You need the evangelist to go and share the good news. But uh, so that's their strength. We need to release. If you're an evangelist, we need to release you to go and share the good news with every single person that you possibly can. Uh, and then, and then the, the most important thing is make sure if you're an evangelist to, to connect them to a local church as well. Uh, and then, you know, the shepherd is the next that falls in line because we, we find them on our doorstep. Hey, they, they showed up to church. This person that was meeting and having coffee with me and having conversations with me is now nowhere to be found. What do I do now? And the shepherds picks them up, and this is what they do. They, they, they help people grow. They help people grow, and, and they comfort them, and they nurture them, and they just hold them so close to their arms, and they, they help people grow. They, they focus on the inside. They love and care and shepherd. They nurture, show them the beginning steps of what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus, show them what it looks like to spend time with God, uh, what they need to, to, to learn, and just to, to have a normal relationship with Jesus. But, but, but they're really caring for their souls. And then they realize that they need to learn more. And so what happens? Teachers in the church, they teach them. They help them learn. They teach them sound doctrine. Now, this might be you if you bleed the Bible. If, if, if you, you might be a teacher if you bleed the Bible. This might be you is if after a sermon that you hear from me or at another church uh, that you are questioning and, and considering if you need to, to send an email to correct the person about something from the Bible that you've already known that you need that, 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 that you would want to make sure that the pastor knows or their intentions to com- confirm that they, they had it right. And that's not a negative thing. Like we need teachers. We need people who bleed the scriptures, who focus on learning and growing God's word in the ways of God so that people can discern what's right and wrong so that people know 
that what is the story, the one story of the all of scripture that is fulfilled in the person of Jesus? Like we need teachers who are in love with scripture and in love with teaching and helping others to learn what that is as well. And as uh, as the baby, I'll call her Lila because that's just the easiest thing for me at this point. It's in my notes. As Lila starts to discern uh, right from wrong and starts understanding uh, the biblical understanding and, and knowing uh, her scriptures and knowing the way to, to do, we, we might start asking questions about life, about how to figure out what God's will is for our life. And you know what that, who we need then is we need the prophets because they help people, they help people know God's heartbeat. They help people know God's heartbeat and God's will in their life. A prophet has a, has a, has a unique peace, uh, peace for God. They, 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 they somehow are able to know and discern what God is saying. They help people answer questions like, hey, what am I called to do? Lord, what are you saying and giving me directions in the, for this specific thing? What do you want me to do? Help, help learning God's voice in their lives. Uh, as well. And they call people to righteousness when they see people step out of line as well. And so then you have this mature believer who knows the gospel, who's, whose soul is cared for, who's nurtured, uh, who, who know, also who, who has good understanding of the scriptures and the Bible and, and has, a, has, a, has a sense of the heartbeat of God. And then they meet the apostle who is the sent one and helps people go, helps people fulfill the mission if they choose to accept it, that God is calling them to and helps push them out the door to become the follower of Jesus or the man or woman that God is calling them to be. That, that extra push forward, that, that extra vision casting to get them out the door, to help them dream of what could be and what God is calling them to, and they've been called to go. And you see, we need all of these things. We need all five of these voices together, and when we do that is you have a complete church. You have a complete church uh, that is able to minister to those that don't follow Jesus. And we have, a, we have a complete church that's able to raise up new believers and to raise up mature believers, to, to, to be faithful to, the, to, to God's will and his heart in the world, and to send them out to continue to fulfill the mission and to take the next hill and to take the next space and to keep going and going and going and going. And so these are necessary, and, 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 and for me, if the dream is in our church is, is if you say, hey, I'm a part of Mission City, is that you would figure out which of these is your, 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 your primary kind of role, your, your, maybe your top two, and that we would begin to operate in that, and that you would begin to serve in areas of the church that would highlight and emphasize uh, your role in, in, in the church, that you would, not just inside the church, outside the church, that you would utilize what God is calling you to do so that God would extend his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven here in Kansas City and throughout your life as well. And so to do that, we have to learn these. And so I would encourage you, I know I, I, um, I, I, know I said that kind of quickly, all of these different def definitions that we would learn all of these, but we would also discover ours. There's a, a test on our Instagram story right now. If you want to just take it, it's a free test. If you want a, a nicer test, there's a $10 test we can send you a link to as well. But you would pray through and see which, which of these is yours because you have a part to play. God has, uh, God partners with his church uh, for his mission in the world. And he wants to use you. He wants to utilize not just me. He wants to utilize all of us for the work of the ministry that he has to build up the church. And so we need to learn these. We need to learn our own as well. Uh, and then the other thing too is that we need to expose ourselves uh, to, to, to different, di uh, different offices in our lives. If you hang out with a bunch of shepherds all the time, you're going to feel really comforted and you're going to feel really comfortable. And, uh, and that's okay. Like, actually, it's not okay. It's not okay. 
don't do that. We need to make sure that we diversify the people that we're around because it's not that, it's not that oh, that's my job. I'm not an evangelist, so I never have to share the good news. No, it's that this is someone's primary gifting and they should be doing that as, uh, more often and maybe you're a shepherd and you should find ways to nurture the church. But also, the, when you hang out with different, uh, different offices or these different roles, is that they're gonna call that out in you as well. They're gonna call you to be uh, more of an evangelist. They're gonna call you to go if you're stuck in some way. They're gonna call you back to God's heart in areas when you've missed the marker kind of along the way. And so we need to, to diversify ourselves. Even in our church, like I'm, I'm even thinking um, in our preaching, like you primarily hear from Jake and I. And so we in our church probably, Jake and I probably need to figure out like which of our voices comes across Cross more uh, from the pulpit, if you will, and that if there's a voice that's missing at times, like we might need to bring someone in that can communicate that as that, that can that can be that different voice for our church that will push you, that will grow you in a different way than we can. Uh, and so, because it matters, because God placed these roles and gave it gave these roles these gifts to a church for a specific reason to equip the saints, all those who are followers of Jesus, for the work of the ministry. And to build up the church. That's what he gave, he gave those for. And so we, we want to do that. We want to do that. And so what's your APAS? That's your homework. We gave that homework to you uh, last week. We gave, we'll give you this homework uh, again this week. Uh, will you put that verse back up for me? Yeah, so let's read this one more time. So he gave the apostles. And even right now, I'm going to read this. And if the Holy Spirit just, uh, you should take the test. You also should, if you're in a community group, you should ask people in your community group what they think is your gifting. Uh, if you're not in a community group, you should ask your friends or family what you think after you define a few of the words because you're like, apostle, what's that? I thought that was only like 12 of those. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but as I read these, like maybe ask the Holy Spirit just to prompt you for one of these and maybe he'll highlight one of these as you're, as you're sitting and listening. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the shepherds, and the teachers. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the shepherds and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. And so we, we believe that God is, is moving us to a, a season of growth at Mission City. We believe uh, not just numerically, but we're talking about spiritual growth. And for that spiritual growth to happen, it's going to take for you to grow spiritually. It's going to take for you to grow up spiritually you to, to to become more mature spiritually i talked about this the last two weeks you know as when you become a follower of jesus you start out as a little baby baby christian that's what you do baby follower of jesus and then as you grow you move into you know a child follower of jesus you move to adolescence move to an adult and then you uh, move to like a spiritual mother or father as well and we want you to take the next step that God has for you, and whatever it is. And don't worry if if you if you if you're on the lower side of that or the lower age side of that. It's okay. Eventually, if you keep growing, you'll get old. Believe me. Look at me. I've kept growing. I've gotten older. Uh, if you met me ten years ago, I used to have great hair and a, a really nice beard with no gray in it. Ten years from now, later, it's all gone. And there's a big gray patch right here from Planting Mission City Church, right here. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we'll grow, and what we need, what 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 the Lord is calling you to do, He's given every single one of us a mission to grow, he's, he, and He wants to participate with you, and He's gifted you. This is the amazing, this is the incredible thing is is this isn't just like, hey, pick your favorite one up here. It's not that. This is the God of the universe and His plan for the world and His mission for the world 
saves us and then calls us to participate in his saving work by calling others to come back to him and to build up his church and to extend his kingdom. And to do that, he's given us gifts to complete that task. And he's given you some of these gifts. And so let's, let's utilize these gifts. Let's take them. Let's use them for the glory of God and so that more people will come and know him, will absolutely come and know him. And so we want you to participate. And we want you to look at yourself as a minister of the gospel, we want to, uh, as a participant in God's mission in this world. Uh, as Peter says, it, he's, he calls it a royal priesthood, that you, every believer, is a participant in this. And when we do this, that we will do the work of the ministry that God has called us to. And when we do this, that we will build up the body of Christ. And so it's going to take some work on your part. And it's going to take some maybe rethinking about the way that we do church. And, you know, we're not going to walk around and say, hey, that's Apostle John over there, and there's Prophetess Mary down the street over there. We're not going to be that church, okay? But what we are going to do is we're going to say, hey, what is your spiritual gift that you have? And are you living in it? Are you being utilized in that gifting that Christ has given you? And uh, are, you, are, are you really utilizing it? Are, are you really bought into the mission that God has called you to? Because he's given it you for a reason because of the life that you have, the influence you have, uh, and, and, and he wants to use it to, to further his uh, name, his good news in this world, and to extend his kingdom. So I'm gonna invite the band to come back up and let's pray. So Lord Jesus, we praise you for uh, and thank you that you have given us gifts. And we pray, God, today that that you would just reveal them to our church, God, at Mission City. That you would reveal these gifts uh, to our church, and it wouldn't be something that, oh, I heard a nice sermon, and you know maybe I'm an apostle, or maybe I'm a shepherd, or maybe I'm a teacher, but God, this would be something that we begin to utilize here at Mission City, and that, that we begin operating in the gifting that you have given us, and that, that your church begins to grow because you, begin, uh, you have called us and partnered with us, and we believe you. We take you at your word, and you start using people, and lives are changing. People that are far from you hear the good news that you're your Savior and your King, and they believe, and they follow you. People who are the there's there, the people who are needing to be nurtured, needing to, 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 to be shown and loved and cared for are pastored and shepherd, God. The people that are needing to know the truth of the Bible, that, that, that they're taught and they, 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 they know the truth about you. People who need to know your heart and need to be challenged to be called to come back, that, uh, that they're doing that. And then people that need to go and they're being sent, God. And they would, they would go. They wouldn't stay where they're at. They would go to the place that you're calling them to. And so, God, would you do that in our church would you honestly just, 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 just give us clear revelation on what the giftings that you've given each of us and then, then show us how to utilize them uh, in, inside the walls of the church and outside the walls of the church. So God, would you, would you do that today? We praise you, God, that you partner with us. God, what an incredible thing. I can't believe it. Jake and I talk about that sometimes. I can't believe you partner with people, but you do. And how humbling and how honoring it is that we get to partner with you. And so we love you. And God, would you move today? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mission State Church podcast. Mission State Church is a non-denominational church in Mission, Kansas. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Merriam Community Center off Slater Street between Johnson Drive and Shawnee Mission Parkway. We also have five community groups that meet throughout the KC Metro. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like more information, please visit our website at missioncitykc.com or send me an email at jake at missioncitykc.com.